What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code AUBURNUNDERCOVER. That's all caps, all one word. Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product. And Auburn is one of their biggest sellers, like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. An exciting update for you guys here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast. We are proud to partner a new partnership here on the show, New Orleans-based Prime Shrimp, Shrimp Company, to give you guys some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp. You can get it delivered straight to your door. These guys have been peeling shrimp in New Orleans since the 40s, and they're excited to debut an exciting new product for you guys to get restaurant-quality shrimp at home. Get this under 10 minutes without any of the usual fuss of cooking. The concept is simple and easy. You guys can take the frozen pouch right out of your freezer, drop it in a pot of boiling water. You have that shrimp ready in 10 minutes. Order at primeshrimp.com. You guys can get it delivered straight to your door. And for the first week of our partnership with them, you guys can use the code AUBURN247. That's all caps, all one word, AUBURN247. 50% off your first purchase. Try it today. Risk-free purchase. Again, primeshrimp.com. If you guys don't love it, you get your money back. Flavors include signature seasoned French Quarter Alfredo, garlic herb butter, and guys, the Louisiana shrimp boil. I've I've had it. I cannot get enough of it. My wife really loves the French Quarter Alfredo, but I absolutely cannot get enough of the Louisiana shrimp boil. So you guys are going to love this stuff. Again, 50% off. We're going to continue on after that with them. We're going to have deals with them after that. But this week only, our first week, Auburn 24-7, all one word, all caps, Auburn 247, 50% off your first purchase. Again, that is primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Good to talk to you guys all again. Been out of the loop for a couple weeks on vacation, but um, definitely glad to be back. And, um, you know, there was was a lot that I missed there at the start of June. Not only uh, is it a busy recruiting month getting rolling for Auburn football, Auburn basketball starting to host camps um, as well, but a highly successful start to the NCAA tournament um, for Auburn baseball just a, a crushing they just demolished everybody um in their regional uh getting wins there over southeastern louisiana florida state and ucla and now they are moving on to the super regionals under bush thompson once again they're headed to play oregon state starting tomorrow it'll be a late late first pitch um for everybody here in central time but nobody better to talk about the success auburn baseball had 
um, last week and what they are up against in Oregon State than Jason Caldwell. Nobody covers the baseball Tigers better than Jason. And so, uh, Jason, thanks so much for for hopping on today. Uh, what an eventful weekend it was at, at Plainsman Park. Not only do you get Auburn moving to the Super Regionals once again um, under Butch Thompson, but, um, boy, in, in emphatic fashion, um, I've only just – recently been able to catch up with what went on in these games over the past couple of days. But um, I mean, some of the best, I don't know if it was the best baseball. You, you, you're the one to, you're the one to tell me, but if there's the best baseball they've played all season, certainly offensively, very, very impressive. Um, we know that this team plays well under Bush Thompson in the postseason. We know they can turn it up um, come postseason time, but boy, a, a performance like they had over a, a three-day stretch um, or three or four or five-day stretch. I mean, what got into this team in their in their regional? Yeah, I think, you know, probably one of the biggest things was um, when you look back on it, the importance of, of probably going out early in the, in the Southeastern Conference Tournament um, for them to be able to push a reset button. Um, they did it, and, and I went and watched them practice probably three times, um, you know, heading into the regional last week. And they spent a lot of time on on you know, situational hitting. Um, that's been kind of an issue for them. But um, you know, they they did a lot of things where they put a runner on second, say two outs. Uh, you know, bottom of the eighth, got to get a base hit to tie the game. Um, first and second, nobody out. You're down one in the ninth. Uh, can you bunt a runner over and get them in? And um, didn't take much of that over the weekend because they swung the bat so well. But they were able to kind of get get their approach back and their approach had been really good all season long. And it kind of faltered down the stretch a little bit, but I think adding Cole Foster back to the lineup was a big deal for that. Uh, putting him in the two hole. And obviously when you come out the first game of a regional and hit two home runs in the first inning from opposite sides of the plate, hit a third home run later in the game. Um, you know, it, it kind of opened up that offense a little bit, but saw Sonny Deshera kind of get back to, to kind of his approach a little bit more and do some things, but you know, you get production from up and down the lineup. I mean, everybody, Mike Bellow at nine, Blake Rambush at one, and everybody in between. When you do that, it makes it tough. It makes it hard on a pitching staff on the other side to to kind of get those outs when you got production up and down the lineup, and that's what they did. It's kind of what they've done most of the season this year. Um, you know, it's it's they haven't been a team that's hit a bunch of three-run home runs, so they did some of that in the regional. But they've been able to, to kind of, you know, just – claw and scratch and fight and get those runs in. But, yeah, you look at it, um, from a pitching standpoint, it wasn't the greatest regional for them, but it's hard to pitch when you're up eight, nine, ten runs every game early on, and that's kind of the, the, the way they found themselves. But, yeah, it's a confident team. It's an experienced veteran older team that just believes, hey, you know, we're going to find a way to get it done. And, you know, that's obviously the challenge now as you head to – to face a an Oregon State team that they've played really well all season long, they got some veterans, but got a lot of young players too, and so it, it'll be an interesting matchup. Fifty-one combined runs um, for Auburn over the course of three games. Obviously, the best performance was a twenty-one to seven win over Florida State. They won nineteen to seven over Southeastern Louisiana, um, and then they were up, they were up nine to nothing over UCLA right before it got delayed. So. You never know what was gonna, how much they were gonna break that one open, um, um, and continue to do that. Jason Butch Thompson has said over the past couple of days, talking about the expectations for this team. First of all, this is a team that I think has the has the attitude that you want to see in the postseason. Seems like they're like you said, um, they're leaning on that experience. They're also playing very loose. Definitely seems like, of course, it's it's easy to have fun when you're when you're scoring fifty one runs in a 
in a weekend. But Bush Thompson said this is national championship um, or bust for this team. Just what can you say about the mentality of this team right now in the postseason? And also, you had a really interesting story um, on a little bit of a motivational tactic that they've got um, going on in the postseason right now. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and what this team and coaching staff is doing um, to keep these guys playing at a high level. Yeah, you know, bad news is something that um, they've been kind of breaking down the huddles and, and, and stuff with bad news for a while. And I first picked it up a little bit um, on the trip to Knoxville when they went up and played Tennessee and, um, you know, kind of that bad news thing. And so it's kind of continued growing and um, hadn't written about it yet. I kind of was waiting to see, hey, uh, would you watch, you know, would you watch and see how, um, you know, these guys finished, were they able to, to make a run in the postseason, those kind of things before I wrote about it. And um, it came back to me a little bit after that delay on Sunday night against UCLA. Um, Brody Moore le- leaving the, the, the locker room, it's probably 12.30, 12.45 at night. You know, they're up nine to nothing, and Brody Moore's wearing a Bad News Bears jersey. And I just kind of started laughing. I go, okay, now's my time. So I came in the next morning and actually uh, after the game, walked through the locker room and it was hanging up in the locker room. And and so talked to those guys about it. Butch Thompson said it best because it, it's, it's more helpful when it comes from within. And it came from within. It came from Brody Moore and came from these older guys going, look, we want it to be bad news for everybody that voted us last in the West. That's been a motivational t- factor for this team. And I think you look at Texas A&M, Texas A&M was voted sixth. I think it's probably the same thing for them. Those two, you know, Texas A&M and, and Auburn were sixth and seventh preseason in the West. Those two teams are still playing with 16 teams left in the country. Um, you know, it can be a big motivational tool because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of difference um, in, in, you know, from about really from two to eight or nine in, in the Southeastern Conference. Tennessee, obviously, is, is is a much different animal this season. Everybody else is pretty close to the same. It's a couple of games here or there, and, and Auburn made some of those plays this season um, and, and were able to kind of put it all together, um, and, and now they're still playing. But, yeah, it's it's been a motivational factor for this team. They've continued to kind of grow and, and, and get after it a little bit. And and you got some some guys that have been there, done it. I mean, Brody Moore and Case and Howell started for four years. Brody Moore, those guys played in the College World Series. Carson Skipper, um, they've been to Omaha before. And you know, you look at this program, the expectations from Butch Thompson, those guys, they they know what buttons to push when they get in the postseason. Now, that could all end this weekend uh, against a really good Oregon State team. But as I wrote today, I answered a question in my in my my Friday mailbag. It won't be because these guys are intimidated. It won't be because these guys aren't prepared. Sometimes you in baseball, you make a play. Sometimes you don't. Um, but, you know, I, I know one thing. These guys will, will be ready to roll. And uh, they get some quality starts like they did last weekend. Then, then this team can play with anybody. They've obviously got a tough opponent now heading to Corvallis um, for a Super Regional against Oregon State. What did the Beavers do well? this season and, and kind of what are their strengths that they're looking at right now heading into this into this weekend and how do, how do they match up with what Auburn's been doing um, particularly on the offensive end like you like you talked about um, their ability to score runs obviously you can't expect to have 51 runs over the course um, 
of three games, but how, how do you see both of those sides sort of playing out in this one? And, and what do fans need to be looking out for? Um, yeah. Again, these games will be very late, so you'll have to, <laughs> you have to set those alarms and, and maybe take a nap during the get during the day to, to stay up for these ones. Yeah. The, the first thing is, is right out of the gate on Saturday night, Cooper Herpy is, is a guy that, um, you know, 10 and two, two, four ERA uh, finalists for the golden spikes award and for the Dick Hauser award is the, is the national player of the year. The sophomore that, I mean, he's made 16 starts, made a relief appearance to finish off their regional against Vandy on Monday. So he threw 100 pitches on Friday, turned around and threw 36 more pitches on Monday. But, you know, have almost a full week to, to get back. But, I mean, this guy, batting average against a 182 left-hander that struck out 155 and only walked 21 in 97 innings. And he's hit 10 batters, uh, kind of effectively wild, but he doesn't walk a lot of guys. But he is – Something that you just don't see much of. He's a he's a left-hander that is almost a three-quarter or sidearm left-handed slot from a starting pitcher. So it's really tough to pick up the ball, really hard against left-handed hitting. And so, you know, for Auburn, the one advantage there is is you know you look at at a potential lineup there, and it's almost all right-handers for Auburn. Uh, Cole Foster's a switch hitter, so he'll be able to see from the right side. So. That's kind of where it starts for Oregon State is is him on the mound. He's he's such a dominant factor that that that's kind of the key for them. But you know, offensively, they kind of remind you a little bit of Auburn. They they go pretty deep. Um, you know, and they got one guy that kind of carries the load for Auburn is Sonny Deshera. For Oregon State, it's Jacob Melton, uh, 360, 16 home runs, 81 RBIs, but he's also got 21 stolen bases. This is a team that'll run. Um, Justin Boyd is, is an outfielder that has 24 stolen bases, eight home runs, hitting 366. And, you know, the first thing Butch Thompson brought up when we talked to him was something I wrote about, uh, you know, that already in preparation for, you know, talking to him about their offense. They have 376 walks. So they're very selective at the plate. They make you throw strikes, um, try to get in plus counts. Um, and so for, for, you know, this Auburn pitching staff, um, had a little bit of an issue in, in the regional with, with some walks. Now, some of those, like I said, some of those came because you're up 11 to nothing after one inning, and, and it, it's hard to kind of keep that. But um, they're going to be very selective. Auburn's got to throw strikes. And, you know, they've scored some runs in bunches at times, but they've also kind of been shut down at times. UCLA beat them the first two the games of a regional. and I mean, not a regional, but their series to end the year in Corvallis and held them to five runs the first two games. So – um, you know, this is a team that that you can you can get after a little bit, um, but it's going to take some some quality play. And the one thing they're not going to do, they're not going to make a ton of mistakes. They're not going to beat themselves. That's kind of how they've how they built what they've built and in, in being one of the most consistent programs in the country. So um, for Auburn, it's it's kind of continuing to do what you do, but uh, you're not going to get much help from from Morgan State and. Um, you know, Auburn got some help last weekend from Florida State, from UCLA, and some of those other teams, and they took advantage of it. You have to create some of your own offense this weekend. Yeah, you look at 47 and 16 um, for Oregon State, and they went 20 and 10 in the Pac 12. And like you were talking about earlier, kind of shows the different methods you can, you can take in the postseason in order to have success. Auburn bounced out quickly um, in the SEC tournament and might have found some benefits from that, whereas Oregon State went deep into the Pac 12. Um, tournament and now both find themselves here in the super regional um jason just you know we we've we've talked about this team since the beginning of the year and, and at the beginning i remember we were talking about 
their trip to Dallas, um, and it was right after they were picked where they were, like you like you talked about in the SEC. Just now, as we're sort of getting ready for obviously what will be the biggest games of the season for them. When you when you zoom out a bit and you and you sort of take the lens out and take a look at what this team has has accomplished and and sort of what it's molded itself into, um, what do you think are the biggest you know sort of compliments you can pay to what to what Butch Thompson and this team have done this season? Because you know they have an opportunity to go back to Omaha. They're back to the Super Regionals once again, which has been very consistent for them over the past few seasons, and they were picked, you know. They were picked uh, last in the SEC West. And so, you know, what do you think of the coaching job overall that Butch Thompson has done um, and kind of how this team has come together with a lot of new faces at the same time, a lot of experience, just kind of your overall impressions before the, you know, what could be the deciding weekend, what could be their last weekend, what could propel them to Omaha before this huge weekend? What are kind of your impressions of what this team has accomplished overall on the season? Yeah, I, you know, Butch Thompson said it um, when we spoke to him on Thursday, and I, I completely agree, and, I, and I've talked about it before. The tone for this season was set at the end of the year last year. Had all those pitching injuries, all those things they fought through, and at the end of the season, they kind of put it back together a little bit, won some series, won a couple of series on the road uh, for a team that, I mean, they didn't really have anything to play for other than pride, and they did that. Um, but it set the tone for this season because those, even though you lose a Cody Greenhill, you lose Jack Owen, you lose Richard Fitz, you lose Ryan Bliss, Rankin Woley, uh, Tyler Miller, Judd Ward. I mean, lose a lot of really good players off that team. But the nucleus of those guys said, look, we know that was just a one-off. It wasn't who we are as a program. And so that was, that was where it started. Um, you add in Sonny DeShera, Brooks Carlson, Blake Rambush from junior college, and you say, okay, offensively, got a chance to be pretty good again. Now, I don't think anybody envisioned what what Sonny would do this year um, from a number standpoint in this league. It's just been kind of off the charts. But you know, you add in some some pitching help too. But you know, they 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 stayed pretty healthy, which has been one of the keys for Auburn. And and if you're Auburn and Alabama in this league, um, more than anybody else, you have less wiggle room. There's, there's not a whole lot of options you have other than your first 20 to, to 25 guys. You don't have the depth that other teams have through lottery scholarships or through endowed scholarships to withstand a, 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 a rash of injuries. Auburn had one. Their Friday night starter, Hayden Mullins, out, done for the year. Um, Mason Barnett stepped up in that role. Trace Bright, Joseph Gonzalez. Um, we've seen you know some of the, that pitching depth show up. But they've remained pretty healthy, and that and, and that's losing two guys. Um, you know, you look at Josh Hall in the outfield as well. Was was a, a left-hander, really good defensive player, doing some good things, and you know, he goes down with an injury. Um, you know, catching a, the, the last out at LSU and running into a bench on the field, had to have surgery and is out for the year. Up steps Bobby Pierce, a guy that's coming off double knee surgery um, that that kept him out last year. Um, that's what it takes, but it's next man up mentality. They've done it really well this year. And, you know, when, you know, they lose Blake Burkhalter for a couple of weeks, Chase Alsop steps up. You get Connor Copeland with a big time performance and a win over Tennessee to finish out a game. Um, that's been what it's about. It's been next man up mentality for this team. And that's been the key for them. It's, it's not a team that has 10 first round guys. Um, but it's a, a team that has some good good baseball players, and uh, you know they've shown that um, that's good enough. And um, I think that's been 
the overwhelming sentiment for this team is is you know has been depth of, at the plate, depth on the mound, and a coaching staff that's kind of pushed the right buttons. Um, doesn't always work, but you know, trusting that hey, I know what these guys are about. He got he got two innings. We're going to the next guy on the mound, and and you know, pulling the you know they they tried to, some lineup changes there at the end of the year, didn't work. But but you know what they were willing to go back and say let's let's go back and revisit this after the SEC tournament before the NCAA tournament begins. They put Sonny to share back in the three hole, moved Cole Foster to the two hole, and man, it it, it unlocked an offense at least for one weekend. Um, if it carries over to this weekend and, and Auburn scores runs in bunches again, then this is a team that, you know, I've said it before, I, I saw it in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, where they played Tennessee toe-to-toe for seven innings all three games. Uh, won one of those, had a chance to win all of them. This is a team that can play with anybody. And uh, if they can go out and, and do that again this weekend at, at, at Oregon State, get to Omaha, hey, roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, it'll be a late start like we talked about. Um, Nine o'clock central is the first pitch for both. Obviously, we don't know about the third game yet if they'll need it. Um, starting tomorrow, 9 p.m. on ESPN 2, Auburn and, and Oregon State going at it in the Corvallis Super Regional for a trip to Omaha. Jason, thanks so much for joining us um, today. Jason is going to have tons of coverage for you guys. I'm super excited um, to follow along with that this weekend over at Auburn Undercover. Um, dot com just like he said you guys covered all season long hope you guys enjoyed the show if you're watching on facebook or youtube thanks for tuning in um if you guys enjoyed the show please leave us a five-star review the intro and outro music is by beats by mordecai you guys can follow him on twitter soundcloud and instagram until the next episode we're going to be talking about recruiting here pretty soon with jason and christian that's a big don't worry we haven't forgotten about that big football weekend um coming up and then throughout the month of june and july there'll be a lot of that going on as well we'll have that for y'all in the next couple days we'll talk to y'all later and enjoy the games this weekend